Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, a Valentine's Day special from Secret Hearts number 113, Chapter 4 of Reach for Happiness, dramatized for you today by the girls' young romance true love story players, plus tidbits from Falling in Love number 84, Young Love number 56, Girls' Love number 120, and Girls' Romances number 118, plus Time Machine Mailbag, and beauty tips from Withers LaRue and Liza Roundelot. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Ten-way hairpiece now available. Ten-plus glamour styles including bun, mod maker, ponytail, braid, chignon, beehive, height maker, face flatterer, counter style, madam ambassador, etc. The new mod hairpiece for limitless hairstyle flattery. It goes on when you go out. Natural and real looking can be washed, shampooed, styled, cut, and set like natural hair. For casual or formal wear. 100% glamorous dynel, a big 18 inches in length. Color match to your sample. Your hair is carefully matched by our expert. Include a sample of your own hair and leave the matching to us. Mail your coupon now for this low introductory offer only one dollar. Be sure to include a sample of your own hair plus 25 cents postage and handling. Mail to Beauty Aids Company Department 339-160 Amherst Street, East Orange, New Jersey 07019 Be doubly glamorous. Order two. Money back guarantee. Time Machine Mailbag, where we read letters from the past and answer them today. Time Machine Mailbag, better late than never is what Mother used to say. Welcome to Time Machine Mailbag, where middle-aged gay men answer love letters from teenage girls in the 1960s. (laughs) I can't think of anything better to do with a Sunday afternoon. Me neither. (laughs) It's Valentine's Day. Yay! Whenever you're listening to this, know that we're recording on Valentine's Day, which we don't celebrate because we just had our anniversary three yes, days ago. Three days ago. Our 28th Eighth anniversary. anniversary. We were child brides before you ask. <laughs> yes. It was an arranged marriage. Yes. Yes. Um, so happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Also, we're coming up on the third anniversary of our podcast. Really? Yes. That's crazy. Can you believe it? Only seven more years to go. Right. And then what? So, are you ready for a letter? Yes, absolutely. Dear Dr. Husband, I like a boy and don't know if he likes me. He asked me to go to a party with him and I didn't say yes or no. Hmm. I told my girlfriend and she asked me to point him out to her and I did. 
She began to ask him questions, but I don't know what. Today, in the last couple of days, he hasn't been talking, and when he does, he just calls me Big Mouth. Do you think it is because of what she could have said? Please advise me on this problem. Thank you. Sincerely, Bewildered. Well, Bewildered, I'm not quite sure why you're so bewildered, because um, you do have a big mouth. (laughs) He asked you if you would like to go to a party with him, and then you talked to your girlfriend about him. You didn't answer him right away, right? So you brought in another party. Did she speak at all, I wonder? Who? Bewildered. She says she didn't say yes or no. She, but Did she say anything? She talked to her girlfriend who then stepped in and started asking questions. And I'm sure she wasn't asking questions in a, some sort of a coy way. No, she like, was moving in. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So here's the thing, Bewildered. Just decide for yourself, yes or no, and say it right there on the, top, on the spot. You don't have to ask your girlfriend to step in for you. Right. Unless you have doubts about his character. In which case, perhaps the fact that he's calling you a big mouth... Uh, is yes. a good thing, and you should take that as a sign that you need to step back and don't go with him to the party. Right. Or anywhere. Right. Don't, don't go anywhere. Don't even be alone with him. No. Right. Um, and I hate to tell you, Bewildered, your reputation is probably ruined. <laughs> At least for the rest of junior high school. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready for another letter? Absolutely. Dear Dr. Bob. Yep. I've been going steady with a boy for almost a year. A few weeks ago, we broke up. Mm. I felt it coming for a long time because it happened. Uh, Before it happened, rather. I still like him very much, but I don't think there's a chance of getting him back. During the time we were going steady, this boy gave me lots of presents, including a very nice pendant. When we were through, he didn't say anything about wanting the pendant or anything, any of the other gifts back. What is proper? Should I send the things back to him? Are they rightfully mine to keep? Sincerely, Amy. Dear Amy, the pendant is yours. Now, I'd like to know how serious this going study was. Was she pinned? She didn't mention that. She didn't. She did say he got a, she got a nice pendant, but not a pin. Right. So I would say if she was pinned, she would have to give the pin back. Absolutely. Because he needs to pin another girl. Right. That's a varsity pin we're talking about, uh-huh. folks who don't know what, I'm, what we're talking about. But a pendant, yeah, he probably got it out of the bubblegum machine or honestly. something. Yeah. I, I, I giggled because I was thinking of those um, charm bracelets from, um, what are those called? Those... Uh, uh, Oh, from the jewelers. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, the things that they have little, all the all the things that your wife likes, like dresses oh, and yeah, yeah, Starbucks yeah. coffee. Uh-huh. And, yeah. What are they called? I can't Pandora remember. bracelets, Pandora bracelets. Pandora yes, bracelets. that's what I thought of a Pandora bracelet. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you like vacuuming. Here's the charm of a vacuum. Right. <laughs> I mean, unless the pendant was engraved with like, congratulations for going steady with me for a year. Yeah, if it was some it kind of symbol of their attachment, yeah. then yes. Yeah, okay, but, good. All right. Dear Dr. Husband, my girlfriend and I are both 15 years old. We are the best friends and we go everywhere together. We are very popular, problem number one, and are never without a date. We believe in playing the field and not sticking to one boy. Everything was working out fine until a very jealous girl began telling the boys we dated untrue things about us. Brought it on yourselves. Of course, these boys dropped us at once, and we started dating other boys. But then those other boys found out the truth, and now they are trying desperately to date us again. 
but this causes very serious problems. Since we have new boyfriends, these other boys keep trying to cut in, making fools of themselves and us. What is your advice on this situation? Sincerely, hysterical. Well, first, hysterical. Calm down. (laughs) You're 15 years old. There are lots of boys out there for you and your dear friend to date. This may seem like the end of the world for you, but it isn't. You're probably not going to find your husband at age 15. God, I hope not. (laughs) Right? I mean, I did, but... (laughs) (laughs) So, I would suggest that you just have fun, stick close to your values... Mm-hmm. But be carefree and let the boys spoil you. And if these other boys um, are acting the fool, well, then maybe that will soon stop and they'll move on to some other girls. Uh, there yes. are lots of lessons to be learned in your teenage years, mm-hmm. especially how to interact with fools. Um, also, maybe develop some values because it sounds like you and your friend are a little loosey-goosey, if you know what I mean. Well, I don't know about that. Okay. How about this? Dear Dr. Husband, Mm -hmm. I like a boy who I know likes me. The trouble is, he works, and I go to school. He wants to go out with me, and I want to go out with him, in a way. But I don't like the idea of having to tell my friends that he's working instead of going to school. I feel he should go back to school to prepare himself for a better future. Do you think I'm wrong in my opinion? I am 15 years old, and he is 17. Sincerely, BG. Dear Beej, uh, let's flash forward 10 years. Your boyfriend has been working for those 10 years and has built up quite a little nest egg. <laughs> These other boys that your friends are dating have not. They're saddled with student debt and they're never going to make anything of themselves. I say this as someone who was in college literally for 25 years. <laughs> I have a lot of degrees and only recently, any money, because I got a real job. Um, yeah. Can I present an alternative scenario? Mm-hmm. Dear BG, <laughs> stick with the boys who go to school. They will make something of themselves. If this boyfriend of yours has dropped out of school and is working right now, he may or may not ever go back to school, and his earning potential will be limited for the rest of your life together. Flash forward 10 years, you got your second kid on your arm. This is 1966, Mm -hmm. when someone could make a good living working as a mechanic or on an assembly line, solid middle class living. That's true. But in 1966, you were also, they were dealing with a lot of student debt at that time. You could work all summer and pay for your college for the next year. Yes, but this girl's embarrassed to tell people that her boyfriend is working. She's not going to go with a boy that has a job. Well, she might be an idiot. Well, yes. Okay. Um, she also might be retired now with a good, hard-working man who was able to retire at age 50 because I, he saved all his money from working down at the auto shop. I am so confused. What decade are we living in when we're talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> Dear Dr. Husband... A while ago, a cute, popular boy liked me. I didn't know the boy very well, but he looked nice. And so when he asked me to a party, I saw no reason why I shouldn't go, and so I went. At the party, I grew to like him a lot, and he felt the same as I. Later on in the week, he asked me to go steady, and I agreed. The people who say never let a boy know how you feel towards him are right, because he broke off with me a week later. Wow. 
I still like him very much, but he shows no interest in me. I feel like a dope for losing him in the first place. What can I do to get him back and make him love me again? Signed, Gene. Dear Gene, don't go back to him. You need to go home and look in the mirror and say to yourself, I do not need someone to make me feel valid. And you need to say that to yourself and hug yourself and be good to yourself until you believe it. You do not need to try to make some boy come back to you after he went with you for a week and you were steady. And another thing, you've only known this boy for a week and then you agreed to go steady with him? There is something Mm -hmm. wrong with both of you. Girl. You need to step back and take a self-inventory and take good care of yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Dear Dr. Husband. No, me, Dr. Bob. Uh, Oh, oh God, that's right. Okay. Dear Dr. Bob, I am 13 years old and I have a friend who is also 13. Mm -hmm. She likes a boy in the eighth grade. He graduated to high school and she misses him very much. She claims she cannot live without him. All she does is mope around all the time and cry. I try to help her. But she breaks down crying and says, I don't understand. Can you help her? Signed, Ellen. Ellen, cut her loose. You can't help her. (laughs) She's not interested in being helped. She is getting something out of moping around and crying all the time. There is something validating about that. And you cannot break through that. Also, where do you live, Ellen? Because did graduating to high school, is he... In another town? Right. Uh, it couldn't be that far away. Well, she doesn't, that means she doesn't see him all day. Like okay. when you're in school, yeah. And he might as well live on another planet if you don't see him all day. Because I'm thinking of my high school, which was literally on the same block as the junior high school. You... And I know that's not the situation in all towns, but he's yeah. in the same city. I'm assuming his family didn't up and move when he graduated to high school. Not all of us grew up in the picturesque, beautiful town of Grandview in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, It's Grandview Heights. Grandview Heights. Because I was up the hill. In Columbus, Ohio, Uh where your elementary school and your junior high and your high school are all on the same block. Right. I I, I own Where your teachers would come over to your house to have cocktails with their parents. But I'm thinking about, you know, there were some kids that went to the Catholic junior high and then came to the public high school. Mm-hmm. It's walking distance. Yeah. You don't have to not see someone. Those Catholic kids were tight, too. I'll tell you what. They went to grade school and junior high together in Catholic school uh-huh. in small classes. Yep. They were a tight group. You know what else they were? Bad. Out of control. Yes, usually out of control. They, they were came the to the public school and they were turned loose. Loose. Yes. So, Ellen, um, yeah, you can't help your friend. If she's Catholic, maybe you can say a novena for her. <laughs> that takes nine days, Ellen, so oh that's God. a big commitment. But <laughs> if you really care about your friend, maybe it's worth it. Because that's all you can do. Amen. <laughs> novena. I don't even know what a novena is. I just know that it means the number nine. God, that's funny. <laughs> I love riffing on this stuff with you. <laughs> oh, Dear Dr. Husband, oh boy. <laughs> I am a girl of 19 who is very much in love with a boy of 22. Recently, we were engaged to be married. 
Since then, my boyfriend has started dating another girl. Whoa. And by now, he sees more of her than he does of me. Every time I say something to him about it, he says we are still going to be married on the date we set. I don't know what to do about this. I love him very much. Will you help me? Sincerely yours, D. Okay, D. Have you ever seen the show Sister Bride? <laughs> because I think that's where you're heading with this relationship. This there's something wrong about this. Yeah. You don't and, and she's not like 17 dating a 20-year-old. She's no. 19 dating a 22. They are both out of school. That's how old my parents were when they were married. And they were married for over 50 years. Yes. And, and I can tell you my father wasn't stepping out on my mother because she would have knocked sh- him out. out. Absolutely. Um, so, listen, D, honey, mm-hmm. you need to step away from this man. Yes. You need to break this engagement and go back to the, to the, uh, to the shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Or rather, go, go, go shopping around again. Yeah. And, you better shop around. That's what I'm trying uh, to say. Unlike my advice to an earlier letter writer, mm-hmm. keep the jewelry girl. Mm-hmm. If he gave you a ring, you're going to need that yep. to make that mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Well, not a mortgage payment, rent payment, or maybe a car. <gasps> Ooh, I wonder oh, what kind of car she drives. A spiffy little, like an Alfa Romeo or something, Ooh, probably. Yes. Or she could buy a little hat or something. Uh huh. Yeah. Some pearls. <gasps> she Ooh. could trade that ri- girl. Trade that <laughs> ring in for some pearls. <laughs> Can you believe the audacity of these men? Who gets engaged to a girl and then dates another girl and says, oh, no, we're keeping the wedding date. We're going to keep the engagement. He's abusive and controlling. Absolutely. And also, he's, oh, I know we're married, but I'm just going to date other girls. They're not married. They're engaged. I know, but what's going to happen if they get married? Oh, I see. You fast-forwarded beyond the marriage. Yes. Coming home with a six-pack of Schlitz malt liquor and or whatever it is that they drank back then. PBR, right? Uh-huh. Down a six-pack and go out down to the club to hang out with the girls? Mm. Now, I can tell you, this is a boy that's in college. He's not working at the auto plant. Doesn't see. He's no, but I'm just assuming because hmm. he has that air about him. Well, if he's 22, yeah, he's out of college. Well, he should go back because he didn't <laughs> learn anything about human relations. <laughs> this is a good one. All right. Yeah. Here's a letter for me. Okay. Dear Dr. Bob, Mm -hmm. I love this boy named Jimmy very much. Mm -hmm. You see, we went together for a long time, and then we broke up. But now I find that I still love him. I talked to his friend about this, and his friend told me that Jimmy likes me a lot, but he said that I act too babyish. What can I do to clear up this doubt in Jimmy's mind? (laughs) I'm now turning to you to help me out. Signed, Baby. <laughs> Dear Baby. Uh, I don't like Jimmy very much. <laughs> <laughs> you. I'm assuming that he thinks you act babyish because you probably uh, stood up for yourself or asked for something that he wasn't prepared to give. Yeah. Maybe she took a stance, right? Maybe she took a stance and said, I want this. And he said, no, you can't have it. And then she did the other thing, which is like, but I think I deserve it. Mm-hmm. And then she, her, he's interpreting her babyish behavior because she's asking for permission for that thing that she knows that she wants. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Baby, you don't need to ask for permission. Mm-mm. Go out in the world and get what you want. I hear there's a guy across town who's engaged but also available to date. <laughs> 
and he apparently has the means to buy jewelry. Yes. So, so if he buys you something, make sure that you hold on to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just get rid of Jimmy, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um, he's no good. No good. Dump him. For good. Yeah. Close off that door of your heart and open up another door of your heart for someone else. How about that someone being you? Oh, good. The more you love yourself, the more you'll attract good people. Reach for the stars because the stars don't have arms to reach down for you. (laughs) Dear Dr. Husband, a lot of girls ask me this question and I always give them the same answer. How should I act around a boy? I always say that I think a girl should act the way she would act with anyone, girl or boy. A girl shouldn't try to be what she isn't. The boys will like her best if she's just herself. Do you think I'm right in telling people this? Signed, Carol. Well, Carol, first of all, I have to compliment you on your use of punctuation and the way that you're um, you're using your uh, paragraph settings in your typesetting. I'm 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 absolutely astonished with how well written your uh, your letter is. So I think that you're a girl of keen intelligence who's paid attention in home economics or secretarial class, perhaps. And I want to say kudos to you. You should act exactly like yourself, because if you don't, you're going to be pretending to be what you think someone wants you to be. And when you do that, you won't be able to keep up the pretense forever. They'll be surprised and disappointed, and eventually they're going to dump you. Hmm, good advice. Or... You will wake up very, very unhappy because you've realized that you pretended to be someone you are not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, dear Dr. Bob, I am 12 years old. <laughs> well, you're awfully mature for a 12-year-old young man. <laughs> dear Dr. Bob, I am 12 years old and I like a certain boy. Mm-hmm. I think he likes me too. Some of my friends um, think he does and so does my sister. I had one date with him. I danced at a dance with him. And he sat next to me at the show. And every once in a while, I catch him looking at me at school. Do you think he likes me? Signed, Gene. Dear Gene, yes. Dear Dr. Husband. (laughs) Dear Dr. Husband, we have a certain problem that most young girls have, we think. We are both 14 years old, and we would like to know at what age we should start dating. We also would like to know if we should let a boy kiss us on a first date. That's what we're puzzled about. We are also wondering, if we meet a boy in the show, should we let him put his arm around us? Signed, Kathy and Darlene. Well, Kathy and Darlene, Mm -hmm. I remember being a teenager and dating, and there's nothing more anxious than that moment when you can't figure out if you should put your arm around her when you're sitting in the theater or if you should hold her hand because once you start holding her hand every time you let go you got to find a way to hold her hand again it's just very very awkward so i would say this first of all hold off on dating for a little while longer you're 14 i would say wait till you're at least 15 or 16 Mm -hmm. enjoy your youth while you can you can certainly be with boys in social settings but don't be alone with them just yet Right. And should you be alone with a boy in the theater with your friends, let's say, and he puts his arm around you, you just turn to him, look at him, smack him on the face and say, no, 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 no. Not without a ring, you don't. That's right. Or a pin. 
Uh, yes, do not let a boy touch you if it's not something you want. That's better advice than what I gave. Yes. Oh, I thought that was exactly what you said, but... Well, uh, yes, I guess she would say no if that's not what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if yes. you want the attention, I suppose. Um, that's okay. Well, you want the right kind of attention. You want validating you attention that accepts you as you are. You don't want boys spreading stories about you in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew anyone named Darlene that was any good. Right? That's kind of a dark name, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like a dark a dark horse, dark character kind of name. Like yeah. a bad girl yeah. named Darlene. Like Darlene Gillespie on the Mickey Mouse Club. Like the first girl you'd ever French kiss. <laughs> Still waiting for that day to happen. But mm. uh, Well, that's Time Machine Mailbag for this time. We'll have more Time Machine Mailbags coming up in future episodes. Mm. But for now, stay tuned for more fun and love. Yes! <laughs> Friends, it's me, Liza Roundelon. And I'm Withers LaRue. And we're here to tell you that you can be beautiful. Girls' habits are pretty important for a girl's future. Why? Well, because there are two different kinds of habits. Good ones and bad ones. Bad ones can ruin a girl's chances with a boy faster than a sports car or a rocket to the moon. For example, do you bite your nails? You do? Well, it's a bad habit. In fact, it's a very bad Why? Well, for one thing, it isn't very flattering to bite your nails like a baby. It doesn't make for a very good impression with the boy you're trying to attract. And worst of all, it tags you as a nervous Nelly. The kind of girl that does everything with her fingers jammed up inside her mouth. Ugh! But let's face it, pussycats, we all have our fair share of bad habits, all kinds of nutty things that we do. What's important is to break them. Oh, yes, you can. How? The easiest and the most sure-fired way is simply to develop good habits. Like? Cleansing your face according to your particular skin problem. That is, if you have dry skin, wash your face with skin cleanser at least twice a day. Oily skin at least twice a day with either a cleanser or soap. Don't pick pimples. If you take care of your face, you won't have pimples to pick. If you have bad acne, see a doctor. If you use a powder or a liquid foundation on your face, use a medicated one. However, if your skin is very flaky and dry, you'd do best to use a foundation lotion under the powder. The oilier the skin, the more cakey the powder will look. So check your oily areas around the nose and forehead. When Cleopatra floated down the Nile, she took her heavy eye makeup with her. Remember, girls, you'll get your guy without all that phony-looking eye glop. Oh, don't get me wrong, I'm not against it. I'm just for making sure you girls know how to wear it correctly. So don't put on eyeshadow by the pound. Blend it into your eyelid. Make sure you have a nice, thin, even line with your eyeliner or pencil. Another good habit is to make sure that your legs and underarms are defuzzed. Of course, this doesn't apply to everyone. That is, it doesn't apply to those pussycats who are under 14 or those who do not have their parents' consent. Why? For one reason, shaving your legs is a very delicate procedure. If you use a razor, you must know how to stroke your legs and especially your underarms. But if you don't know how, you can scar your pretty legs for life. No girl wants that, right? 
When you use a razor, make sure you use a soap or a feminine shaving cream before shaving. Have something on hand like iodine to stop the bleeding, just in case. Don't dig the razor into your skin or go over the same spot too often at one time. This can irritate and infect the skin. Also, try to use a new razor blade each time. The hazards of using a razor blade are many, but the results can be very rewarding. Use an electric or battery-operated shaver is much easier, and, and there is less chance of hurting yourself. You must remember, when using any kind of electricity, do not go near the water. After using either the razor or electric shaver, wash your legs and then put on a, a hand or body cream. Wow, they look irresistible. Bathing is an important thing to get into the habit of doing at least once a day during the summer months, at least once every other day during the winter. Smelling and looking clean is your best boy insurance. Always use a deodorant. Everyone perspires and all perspiration sets off an odor as well as a stain. All the deodorants are good nowadays, but make sure you buy one that is antiperspirant as well as a deodorant. That'll mean you're doubly protected. If your favorite tiger has been avoiding you lately, it could be because of perspiration. So check yourself during the day. Well, pussycats, you know what your bad habits are. Make sure you start adding some of these good ones. Keep practicing those beauty tips, and before long, Mr. Wright will start to notice them, and he'll get in the habit of dating you. And, and that's, that's a, a good, good habit. habit. Previously on Reach for Happiness. Diet. It doesn't show up. But, but why must I feel like that? I'm not in love with Greg. I threw him over just two short years ago for someone else. Is, is it possible I've fallen in love with him all over again? Please, Greg, please come, please! But at that very moment, in another part of town... You do something to me, Greg. Gosh, look at the time. Rita, I've just got to get moving. But, Greg, why? Now, Rita, I told you all about that dinner party. You mean for Karen? Yes, for Karen, but it's being given by Lila and Roger Smathers, who are very dear friends of mine. Dearer than me? Shortly after, at the Smathers home. <coughs> well, I think we may as well start without Greg. I'm sure he'll be along sooner or later. I'm sorry, Karen. Greg probably had an emergency patient. I'm sure that's the only explanation for his not being here. After all, dear sister, you didn't expect Greg to wait for you the rest of his life, did you? Men don't, as a rule, you know. And now, the day-by-day -day story of real people trapped in a whirlpool of life and death, love and hate, laughter and tears, as they reach for happiness. Episode 4. As we resume our story, we are still at the Smathers' home. Karen, please don't be so disappointed. I'm sure Greg would have come if it was at all possible. It isn't that, Lila. I was just thinking, 
What's happened to everyone? Wherever I look, I see unhappiness. Take my sister Peggy. I can't seem to get a kind word out of her. I ask her the simplest question, and she snaps my head off. Hmm. Well, I can hardly blame Peggy for being down in the mouth, Karen. She's 30 years old, you know. She has no one to love, no one who loves her. She has me. Oh, Karen, grow up. Sisters and brothers are just fine in their place, but they don't take the place of a man, and a grown-up girl needs a man to love. Poor Peggy. She feels that life and love are passing her by. Uh, Careful, Lila. Here she comes. It's late, Karen. We'd better go. Lila, I had a wonderful time. So glad you could come, Peggy. We should see more of each other, you know. Will the same thing happen to me? After all, I haven't got anyone to love anymore, either. Shortly. I I feel all wound up, like a steel spring. Peg, listen, let's drop into the Crystal Club, just for a while, give you a chance to loosen up, okay? Well, okay. Good girl. The loneliness of the human heart is felt more deeply when you are in the midst of gaiety, and both sisters feel something of this as they sit in silence in the Crystal Club. Oh, Peggy, say something, say something! But the silence is broken by Peggy, when... Well, well, well. Now who'd have believed it? Uh, What? Take a good look at your precious doctor now, Karen. So that's the emergency call he was supposedly making. Oh, no! Peggy, let's get out of here! But why? It was your idea to drop in here. Peggy, please, please! No, I like it here. I'm relaxing fine. Why can't you? You stay here then. I'm going! Okay. Uh Oh, hi, Greg. Meanwhile, You're traveling in class tonight, baby. A Rolls Royce, no less. It's my grandfather's. Pooh! I prefer your dad's Jack sports car. (laughs) Me too. But I haven't got a chance. Dad's down on me because Grandpappy is going to buy me my own sports car. (laughs) Hooray for Grandpappy! Boy, does this baby move! Hit it, honey! We're taking off! I'll drop over at Guppy's place and see if any of the gang are there. (laughs) Be my guest! But as the sleek sedan rolls onto the highway... Drag buddy! Are you kidding? We could tow you faster than you could travel on your own. <laughs> Big talk! Okay, Junior, you asked for it. One, two, go! There is a piercing squeal of tires as... Go, go, go! They're trying to sneak past on my side, Richie. Oh, yeah! A sudden turn of the wheel, then... Oh, gosh! Oh, gosh! 
half an hour later, the phone jangles in the Smathers house where... You say my son wasn't hurt? And you want me to come down to headquarters? Well, you can keep that wise guy there for that night. Maybe it'll do him some good. Roger, you can do that. Oh, yes, I can. And don't interfere, Lila. It's bad enough your father was ruining that boy. Don't you start in two. At this very moment in Ray Silver's posh club. Oh, thank you, Ray. It's odd hearing you say thank you to me. I'm the one who should never stop saying thanks to you. I mean it. I owe everything, this club even, to one man. You. Excuse me, Mr. Salvas. It's your grandson, Wallace. He's cracked up your car. What? Is he hurt? No, he's okay. But his girlfriend, Joni, got shaken up bad, and they're keeping Richie down at headquarters. They can't do that to me. I'll get the boy out in the twinkling of an eye. Try and locate Dr. Greg Marsh for me, Ray, and send him over to my daughter's house. Right. I'll send one of my boys along to drive you, Wallace. At the same time... Richie's been in an accident, Peggy. I think we should go over there. You go. No point in crowding up their place all over again. Shortly at the Smathers' home... I told that police lieutenant plenty for holding Richie. Greg, are you sure he's all right? Richie's fine. Just shaken up, Lila. He'll be as good as new in the morning. That reminds me, Greg. I wish you'd take a run over to the hospital and take a look at the girl in his car. She was hurt. I can't do that. She's not my patient. Then ask the head doctor over there. Tell him I want to know. But why? You know how it is. Once they find out I'm Richie's grandfather, they'll sue for a million bucks. Everyone figures I've got money to burn. Well, haven't you? I'll ignore that crack. Greg, will you do it? Oh, okay. Oh, Karen, how about coming along to the hospital with me? And then I'll take you home? Why? Uh, okay. Swell. Let's go. Shortly, as they race through the darkened streets of Danville Corners... Karen, I'm so glad you agreed to come along. There's something I wanted to talk to you about. Is he... is he going to tell me he still loves me, as he did a long time ago? About tonight, Karen. I really planned on being at Lila's dinner party. Looked forward to being with you, talking to you. It's been so long since we were close. Oh, Greg, I never felt as close to you as I do now. If... if only I had had the nerve to, to say it. A sweet silence blankets the two until... You look lovely tonight, Karen. You always did. Under the moon. And now the silence becomes charged as tiny electric thrills stab Karen all over. Karen. Karen. He loves me. He loves me. Loves me. His embrace so gentle, so tender, so warm. Recalling the dear, dead years of their early love. 
I love you. I love you. Love you! Finally. Golly, I'd better get in there. Mustn't forget I'm a doctor. Later, after making his hospital call... Hope I wasn't too long, Karen. Uh, Joni's just fine. I'm releasing her tomorrow. I'm glad. Karen. Yes? Karen. Yes? I'd better get you home. Oh, don't. Don't end it now, Greg. Please, please don't. But the long, though swift ride home is blanketed in silence until... Here we are, Karen. No goodnight kiss. See you, Karen. When? 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 But there are no answers to her unspoken questions. There are only more questions in her heart. What about Rita, who told me you two were engaged? What about her? Like hammer blows, her unspoken questions pound away on the walls of her heart. <sighs> What about us? The storm clouds have gathered, and in the next episode of Reach for Happiness, they will split open in a turbulent, heart-rending scene as Karen discovers exactly where she stands in her battle with Rita Phillips for the heart of Greg. Don't miss it on a future episode of Checkered Past. It's time to-